Hey guys, welcome back to Flourishing with PTSD. For those of you joining me for the first time, my name's Amanda, and I'm here today to talk to you guys about post-traumatic stress disorder, anger, sadness, depression, a lot of the uh, feelings that can accompany a trauma and post-trauma recovery. And today I'm so excited to be talking with you guys because I actually have two special guests with me. Um, if you guys were on my Instagram yesterday, you saw that I posted that um, I went through another kind of intense situation um, that I could consider kind of a, a bit traumatic. And this time it was just a lot different. Instead of being by myself, it was um, with my friends. Um, last podcast, we talked about me preparing to go to the beach and how that's a really stressful trip for me and everything that I was doing to prepare for it. And so I'm going to take a second to introduce my guests and then we will kind of talk about um, the experience we went through that weekend and how we're doing and how we are getting through it all. So if you guys want to take it away. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm Amanda's cousin and best friend. Um, <laughs> we spend a lot of time together, so we do like everything together. <laughs> so. And then hi, I'm Jen. I'm also Amanda's best friend. One of the many popular, but... I like to think I'm popular, but we'll see about that. (laughs) So we all went to the beach, and we have another friend um, that went with us. Her name is Caitlin, and she couldn't be here today. She is off on a family trip, but um, she sends her best. And so, yeah, so the four of us went to um, this beach cabin. It's uh, Jennifer and my uncle's cabin. And we go there about once every summer just to get away for girls weekend and um, last podcast I talked just about um, some of the stressors in that trip and um, so I did what we talked about. I talked through the worst case scenarios with these guys. I talked through um, a possible break-in, no cell service, what we would do in those situations and that brought me a lot of peace. I don't know, how was that for you guys? Was that stressing to you or? No, not really. It was nice to be able to like help you and just to be like oh these are things that are stressing her out and like make it easier for you and try to like help you with that you know and it's just like one thing that I didn't think about was the cell service and I was like I know we don't get good texting service but I feel like we can call and so like calling and just double checking to see that we had cell service was really that was good yeah and we've just been going there so long I didn't really think about those things so having a reintroduction of like emergency preparedness is always really important yeah I'm glad you guys think that yay and yeah so I was super excited to kind of talk through those scenarios with those guys and it made me feel a little bit more excited about the trip and um yeah so ironically one situation or scenario that we did not think about is what happened because that's how it usually works um I will actually let Jennifer talk about this um, and just, yeah, kind of tell them what what happened. It was really funny because, like, we actually did kind of talk about it while we were out there. So we, Amanda, Amanda, and I (laughs) and our friend Caitlin got stuck in a riptide out in the ocean. And before we were even out there getting stuck, like, Caitlin, her family is, like, all eagle scouts and whatever (laughs) and so she's like oh I know what to do if we get caught in a riptide just kind of joking around and and um she's like you just have to swim parallel to the shore and we're like okay that's easy enough and 
Well, it happened. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like karma. (laughs) So, we... All of a sudden, like, I don't know, we were out there jumping in the waves and having fun, having a good old merry time, and Jen was on the beach because she didn't bring a swimsuit or shorts <laughs> or anything to swim went, swim in. So she was, like, gone out to her ankles, and she was like, okay, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um... And then, so we went out a little bit further, and we didn't feel like we were out that far. We were probably waist deep, mm-hmm. maybe. Um... And, however, when the waves would come, it would be, like, up higher, and, like, the wave would pick it up, pick us up, and I wouldn't be able to touch or whatever, but nothing out of the ordinary, and then all of a sudden, I just felt, like, this pull at my feet. I just felt the sand, like, I couldn't get, I couldn't get my feet underneath me. I just, the sand was just constantly getting pulled out from under my feet, and I was like, oh, it feels like a wave is coming. I turned around to look, and there were no waves coming, and I was just, I was like, this is weird. And it kept going and I kept waiting for it to stop pulling. And then I was like, oh shoot. I was like, this is a riptide. (laughs) I knew like right then. And Caitlin, our friend is a very, is a really good swimmer. She was on the swim team and she uh, was a junior lifeguard. And so, um, she is a much better swimmer than Amanda and I are. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so she wasn't too worried about it. But, like, it got worse, and I started getting more tired, and I couldn't, felt like I wasn't going anywhere, and I was trying to swim, and Amanda was just getting pulled (laughs) further and further out, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm like, do we need, like, help? And Caitlin was like, no, it's okay, like, I'll stay back with Amanda, and I'll get her, and I was like, okay, well, I I need to go on my own because I am not going to make it. And so, like, I eventually got out of the water, and I was like, should I... I, While I was swimming, I had seen this man with his... Swimming in the water with his kids, and he had a boogie board. And so I was like, okay, like, there's an out if we need it. And um, I eventually got out of the riptide, and I looked back, and I saw Amanda's face. It was completely just, like, fear-struck, and, like, she just was gone and in the moment it's just like I knew that I needed to swim parallel to the shore but it just was kind of like it's scary because you feel like you can't swim any longer um did you know that we were in a riptide at that time or like had you put that together yet yeah I had I knew when we were when we were swimming I didn't want to admit it to myself and like say it but like I knew I knew pretty close when, like, after I started feeling the pulling at my feet, when I saw, like, no waves coming with the pull, because it feels like when a wave comes in, it pulls the water out and then brings it back in, and so, like, I didn't ever feel that release, and there were no waves, and I just was like, okay, like, this is weird, I've never experienced this before, and I was like, I think this is what a riptide feels like, Mm -hmm. so, um... I had an idea. I just never admitted it to myself in the moment. And then, so Jen, you were sitting on the beach during that time. Did you, when you saw, did you see Jen, Jennifer come back to get the boogie board? Like, no, no, you missed that. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was crazy because like after a while I like stopped seeing your guys' heads. So I like left my towel and like 
was walking towards you guys just so, so I could see, like, oh, maybe they were just in a different area or whatever. But as soon as I was, like, looking for you guys, um, the man with the boogie board came up to me and said, call 911. That's the first time I've ever called 911 in my life. I have no <laughs> idea where we are. Like, there's nothing in sight other than a huge, like, hotel with a green roof, like, two miles away down the left side of the beach and a big brown building on the other side of the beach, and we're just right in the middle. Um, and so then I called 911, and that was an experience in itself and then that's why it was kind of scary because you guys have been out there for like an hour already playing have a good time so they were like oh how long has they been out there i said an hour said your ages what you guys were wearing and everything but it just kind of scary because i was like they're probably tired like (laughs) treading water for an hour is like not an easy feat so um yeah that was a little crazy and then the guy was like, oh, they have my boogie board. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, <laughs> they'll be okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I literally yeah. was like, they're going to drown. Like, I'd be so tired out there for so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was just kind of my experience. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Did your head, like, go to those scary places, like, wondering, like, actually wondering if we were going to drown? Or were we just like, they could drown. But, like, let's focus on the fact that they have the boogie board. Like, what was... Definitely (laughs) focusing towards the positive, like, oh, they have a boogie board, and I'm on the phone with people who say they're on their way, and will be here soon, and, like, know what to do, because I had no idea what to do, but I was on the phone with people who did know what to do, so that's what matters. That's good. So, yeah. Very great. Keeping that positive, optimistic mindset (laughs) at all times. Yes. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, I had seen, like, I got out, and I looked back, and Caitlin was still back there swimming with Amanda, and I was like went up to the guy, I was like, can I borrow your boogie board? Like, my friends are out there, they're struggling, and they need help. And he was like, totally. He gave it to me, no questions asked. And I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like, I could throw it out there, but the wind is blowing, and who, I don't trust my throwing skills. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if it would make it back. And then, or if it would make it to them. And then I was like, I know if I go back out there, I'm already exhausted, and I'm not going to be able to make it back in on my own. And so I was like, but Amanda's Amanda's struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I went back out there with the boogie board and brought it to her. And then very soon after that, we both were just like, we were exhausted. Yeah. And couldn't swim very much, any, very much further and longer. And so... That was about the time that I started screaming for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, for me, I didn't really assess, like, I wasn't assessing the situation. I think I was more just trying to keep my head above the water because at that point, like, when waves were coming, I was getting scared, like, because they were coming obviously from behind me, right? And so they were breaking, and then the white water would rush up and like come over my head and I would like get knocked under the water and then come back up and then try to keep swimming and you guys were you guys kept yelling at me swim parallel and so I would turn to swim parallel and then my instincts would just be like no like swim toward the beach if you swim parallel you're you're just gonna get more tired because you're still gonna have to swim in so then I would resume back to trying to swim toward the beach and I had like one thought go through my head I was like you only swim parallel when you're in a riptide like I thought that and I was like like, there's no way we're in a riptide. That just, that just could never happen to us because, you know, you only that stuff only happens to somebody else. And so when you guys started saying that, I was like, no, 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 no. 
like, no way. And then when you got the boogie board out and you're like, okay, get on it. So I was like, okay, cool. Like we're all good now. So I like got on this small little boogie board and we started paddling and well, I thought we were paddling in, but we weren't even moving really. And so I was like, we're not doing good. And then your, then your face kind of had that look of like, oh shit, like I'm terrified right now. And you were just like, I'm so tired. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to do like the whole Jack and Rose from Titanic thing, but we're actually going to share the board. (laughs) We're going to share the board. So we um, were sharing this little boogie board and we were shouting to Caitlin, like, get to the beach. If you can, like, go get help, go get help. And she just was looking back like, I can't make it. So we told her to come back with us. And then all three of us were sharing this little boogie board and yeah, I'll never be able to forget the sound of when you started screaming at first, cause like, oh shoot, like if Jennifer thinks that we're actually in trouble, like we are in big trouble, and that was a really scary like point of realization yeah. for me. And it's like, it's like scary. It was, it was very scary because it's just like you see movies where people like scream for help, and like you're like, wow, that's like overkill. Why are they screaming like that? You know, <laughs> but like. It was very real because you have the wind, you have the waves crashing, and people on the beach can't hear very well what's going on outside, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, we can hear each other really well where we were at, Mm -hmm. but, like, I, it just was, like, I was afraid that we weren't going to get heard, Mm -hmm. and I screamed, or seen, seen, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I screamed at the top of my lungs. I have never screamed like that ever in my life, Mm -mm. and it just, like... It was scary. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, I didn't know how loud and how powerful my lungs were until then. Yeah. Well, and I just think it's so funny because on the way to the cabin, Jen and I were sitting in the back seat talking about psychology because we're both um, psych majors and... um, Jen is in grad school and so I was asking her some questions because I was trying to study and um, we were talking about fear responses and the amygdala and (laughs) the prefrontal cortex and all these things that kind of the brain has when it comes to decision making and fear response and um, I had been asking her questions about like someone who has PTSD and um, having maybe um, what do we say like an enlarged amygdala Um, and so when we were out there and after we all got the board and we were all sitting together, I remember like thinking through what Jen and I have been talking about in terms of fear. And I was worried personally about freezing like I did when I was attacked by that guy at my school. And I was like, okay, like I can't freeze because like, what if like, if I freeze right now, I won't be able to swim. I won't be able to like keep my head above the water. I won't be able to like think through how we're going to get out of here. And so I think I started saying that stuff out loud, didn't mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Yeah. You were studying out loud and, and Caitlin was just like, she was telling you, she was like, just breathe, like breathe, like it's okay. We're going to be okay. And Caitlin was very much the, the comforter out of us, mm-hmm. out of, out of all of us. I was more like, get us the F out of here. <laughs> I was like screaming and like putting my hands in the air mm-hmm. and, um, and I was just thinking more about, like, getting help. Caitlin was thinking more about, like, helping us Mm -hmm. stay calm and just think about the positives. Mm -hmm. And Amanda was more of the, like, 
I need to keep, like, I've been through a trauma already, and I need to make sure that I stay mm-hmm. alert. Yeah, I was, one of my fears out there, like, amongst everything else, I was actually worried that I would forget when we got back to the beach. I thought that I would forget everything, and I was talking to my counselor about it later, and she said that you experience trauma differently when you're with somebody, so, like, something about your limbic system being like more aware if you have if you're going through a trauma with somebody versus against somebody and so I thought that was really interesting and I'm so grateful to have become more educated because I think since getting a little more educated on how like people can respond to trauma like that helped me kind of assess the situation from someone who already has PTSD and be able to kind of stay grounded and then even try to comfort you guys at times and allow myself to be comforted by you guys um, because it was so scary. Like, I I told you guys this. Like, I was, like, mentally preparing to die because we were so far out. Jen, how, how far out would you say that we were? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't. Don't know. Like, a yeah. couple football fields? I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. At least, like, 200 yards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We couldn't see you at all, but I could hear Jen. <laughs> she knows how to project. So that was really helpful. Yeah. I kept thinking like, okay, getting sucked out to sea, like, okay. Because once I realized this was a riptide, I was like, okay, well, riptides don't last forever, right? So worst case, we're like out there for a long time. And then eventually high tide will come and like bring us back to the beach. Maybe. (laughs) Hopefully. But at that point, I was like, but like, how long can we float on this board? Like, how long will it be until like the plastic or the foam or whatever is just completely taken in with water and then we just drown? Or, like, these waves. Like, I was thinking through so much stuff. But we, we, we came up with a good system while we were out there. Like, we wanted, like, Jen, Jennifer was focused on, like, any time a wave pushed us up, she had her arm up and screaming. And I was kind of on wave lookout, like, okay, there's a wave. So we got to, like, either duck under or just, like, hold on to the board. And Caitlin was like, so, because I was like, we need to talk about something because I'm so scared right now. And so she, we talked about Harry Potter and, like... <laughs> I don't know, our, um, just our, like, what houses we were in or yeah. whatever. Or, like, she was explaining the, the characteristics of each house to us. And yeah, and just all these things. It pays yeah. to be a nerd, guys. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Especially in times like that. And just any, like, to be able to talk about anything that's, like, a comfort, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, a comfortable escape. Like, that was a really safe place for us to go mentally, or at least for me, um, but, yeah, what else were you thinking out there? Um, I know, like, other people have asked us, like, if we've thought about, sh- like, sharks. And, mm-hmm. like, thought about, like, like, did you ever think that you were going to get eaten by a shark yeah. or something <laughs> like that? And I was, like, it went through my mind for, like, a split second. And then I was so much more worried about getting us back into shore and, like, mm-hmm. getting us help that, like... Like, when that next wave came and we went up and I raised my hand and I screamed. (laughs) And I don't know. And it just was, like, it was crazy because we were so far out. And I just felt like when one wave would come over us, when a big wave would come over us, and, um, like, we'd be in a flat spot, it just felt like we were in the middle of the ocean. There was, I couldn't see the land at all. It was just the sea, the sky, and us. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see anything else. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are in the middle of the ocean. I felt like, again, in a movie, mm-hmm. that like we were, we were getting taken out to sea, and I was sure of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sorry, did you ever think, like, did the possibility of death, like, come into your mind at all? Um, not really. Um, because I knew, I had seen Jen on land, and I saw, like, the other guy, the guy who gave us the boogie board, and I saw them, like, waving at us, so I knew they saw us, and I knew, I saw Jen running to the beach at one point, and she was wearing a nice bright blue, like, long sleeve shirt, so it was really nice, because when she waved, she, like, had, like, it just was, like, (laughs) like, airplane... and so like it was really nice to see that like we were waving at them and then they would wave back at us so they saw us they knew we were in trouble they were getting help and so like the second I knew that I was I was felt much better um and because they were f- way far out there like mm-hmm. Jen probably standing up was smaller than my finger mm-hmm. yeah your index finger yeah and so like it was it was scary like I was more afraid in the beginning because I was afraid of not being heard mm-hmm. yeah. that was my biggest fear was not being heard but um even when we came back up onto shore, there was a woman who was sitting mm. farther back on the beach, and she was sitting really close to the dunes, and um, she was like, yeah, we heard you screaming all the way up here, and like, we knew somebody was in trouble, so um, it was really comforting to know that they heard as well from so far back. And she said that she was one of the people who called 911. Like, yeah. There were multiple people, like, rooting for us, like, <laughs> that's awesome. I know that makes you, like... <laughs> I know it's just tough in those situations because like I was the one who called too but also like I just think about their call center just being flooded with Mm. calls for the same incident and then they're like oh is there no is there other people that need help and like trying to um stretch their resources of like the fire department and the police department and everything to the beach at that time but yeah I definitely was worried about sharks but at the same time I was like it's like a movie, like the protagonist never dies. So, <laughs> I like, like the way you think. Right, so that was just going through my head from the beach. It's just, as long as they don't have anything, like, shiny that attracts sharks, like, because they were way out there, so. Yeah. Not like fish, anything could be out there, yeah. too. And it was just, sorry, no, it was weird, because it was just, like, all of a sudden, like, I realized that we couldn't touch water, or uh, touch uh, bottom. the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um... And, and we would get knocked down by those waves. And, like, one time, I got knocked down so far when I slipped off the board. Yeah. I, like, my arms were up and my feet were kicking. I wasn't touching the surface of the water and I wasn't touching the bottom. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm just, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, this feels like oblivion. Like, I can't touch the sand, like, below me. And my arms are up above my head. And I can't, like, break through the water. Like, we're so far out. And sharks crossed my mind for a minute because we had talked in the beginning about how unusually warm the water was mm-hmm. for that time of year because I, my first thought was oh well this water is too cold for sharks and it still probably was mm-hmm. um at least the sharks that we're scared of and so I feel like that like you it crossed my mind for a split second but I was like I'm so focused on just trying to stay alive that I don't really care and then like when I started like preparing like I, like my mind is like okay like if I die like these these are the things that I'm proud of these are the things that like like I don't really regret anything like all these things but 
then I started thinking about like the ways that I would prefer to die. And I was like, like my mind was working so fast about this. I was like, I should probably put my mind towards happy, like, like proactive things, but that's just where my mind went. And I was thinking like, oh, well, like maybe getting eaten by a shark would be not so bad because, you know, like you get bit once, you just maybe bleed out and then you just kind of go to sleep or like maybe I'll be so scared I have a heart attack and then like I die, you know, like I I just didn't want to drown because Jennifer and I had been talking just like a week before about how drowning is like one of our worst fears just like being suffocated and like just not being able to breathe like that just sounds absolutely terrifying and so I like that went through my mind and then I was thinking about how scared like she had the potential to be because she was like living through her worst fear and I was amazed even in the moment at how proactive you were uh at like assessing the situation and like doing what was necessary um to like navigate through your fear as it was happening and I just think that's so awesome and I'm grateful because I wouldn't be here without you um but what went through your mind when actually Jen I want to ask you first what went through your mind when you saw the ambulance get there because there were a lot of first responders that came I was surprised at how many Mm -hmm. came yeah it definitely took a while so that was making me anxious but once I finally like saw them and they saw me then I knew that everything was going to be okay yeah. They've done this before. So yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, they're professionals, so I wasn't worried then. Yeah. Um, I honestly felt a lot more comfortable, um, seeing the ambulance pull up and the, and the, there was, like, a sheriff and a park ranger that showed up, and so, um, I felt a lot more comfortable when they showed up. I was like, they know what to do. Like, my dad's a firefighter, and so, like... I kind of know what goes through the heads of, like, first responders as they're, like, doing this stuff. So I'm like, okay, part of me is like, get a freaking boat in the water now! (laughs) And then the other part of me is like, okay, they're not going to waste their resources, so if they don't need... They, they don't need a boat. They're not going to bring a boat. They need to come and assess the situation and make sure they talk through all the plans and everything. So, um, it was just more of, like waiting at that point you know I was just getting frustrated that it was taking so long Mm -hmm. um but I was like we're gonna be okay if we keep getting pulled further out they'll see that and they'll they'll call in a boat um but either way it'll it's I feel like it would have been there before we drowned whatever whatever Mm -hmm. yeah and so um I lost it when Manda was like I need, we need to pray. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she thinks we're in this like position where we need like intervention. Inter- like that we're going to die and we need to have like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. It just is, was a very emotional thing because my, our family is very religious and my mom is always, she would always pray when we would go through the past and it would be super snowy and she's like, praying the rosary and and she always asks us to pray and to keep us safe and stuff and so it just was like oh my gosh like we're in trouble that's kind of when I realized that we were in trouble when was when was when Amanda was like we need to pray and then I lost it <laughs> yeah yeah so when I saw the ambulances pull up and the cops I was like okay I'm glad they're there. And then kind of like what you said, I was kind of frustrated that it was taking so long. And um, I 
I like kind of like what you were saying, like, when are they going to send a freaking boat out here? Like, what are they going to do? And when I didn't see, when I couldn't visibly see a boat or anything like that, I was like, oh, so like, they're not expecting to come get us. Like, they're not expecting to come out to us. Like, they're just gonna, like, there were two ambulances there and there were three of us. And I was like, oh, that's just where they're going to put our bodies when, like, we wash up on shore or, like, all these things or, like, (laughs) that sounds like so so like bad but that was just some that was real that was a real thought that went through my head and um that's kind of when I realized that it was a riptide we hadn't really officially named it Mm -hmm. while we were out there um I think we were a little nervous to talk about it really and I and at that point I started thinking about all the stories that my dad had mentioned about riptides and how um People who get caught in those usually don't come back um, if you're caught in one swim parallel. But the thing is, is that people say, oh, if you're caught in a riptide swim parallel, it's like, okay, well, what the hell is a riptide? You know, like, you don't, if you don't really ask those questions, you don't really know what it is you're, you're in, like what situation you're in. And so um, that was like a little bit confusing for me. And then, yeah, once I like thought through that, oh, okay, this is a riptide. Oh, the only stories I know about riptides is that you don't come back. And so then that, that's when I was sure that I was going to die or that we were going to die. And so that's when I was like, okay, it's time to pray now. Like I have nothing else left that I can physically do because we were kicking. We were swimming as hard as we could. Um, I just came back from Hawaii and I was like, okay, we're just going to like ride these waves in piece of cake. Like, let's go. Like this white water is awesome. But it was either coming down on top of us or breaking ahead of us, like closer to shore. So that wasn't really working. So I was like, okay, like the only way we're getting out of this is like God, because if these firefighters aren't coming to us in a boat, I, they're not going to be able to come get us. And so, yeah, that was a really crazy moment of like, OMG, like this is it. But, and then, I, and then another thing that I was thinking about, I was like, this is going to be really sad. I'm sorry. I hope you don't cry. But like, I was like, okay, like, I'm glad that I'm not dying alone. I'm like, I would rather like not like, I'd rather like die like with somebody than like be alone. And then I felt terrible for Jen on the beach. Cause I was like, what if like she loses all three of her friends here and then she has to figure out how to drive Jen's car home. And like, she has to like make phone calls to our families or like talk about it. And like, I just like, that made me like want like even harder to like try and like get to the beach on our own, like free will because or just, like, in general, because I was like, we have to get back for Jen. Aww. We have to get back for Jen, like, for ourselves, obviously, but, like, for Jen. Like, yeah, and that was ugh. one thing that we had talked about, and it was, like, I was like, I can't even imagine what Jen's feeling on the beach, you know? Like, I bet she's freaking out and, like, <laughs> so scared that we're not there or that, like, I don't know. It just was, like... I was thinking about how I would feel if I were on the beach, and, like, I'd be like... I wish I were out there with them or something, you know? Like, yeah. why am I the only one to live? <laughs> yeah. Survivor's so, guilt, that's really yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? Um, yeah. I, yeah, it, like, maybe for a split second, I was like, man, like, I would literally have to drive Jen's car home, like, pack their stuff. Like, I don't even know where the car keys are at. Like... <laughs> I don't know why that was so, like, the first, like, worry that went in my head, because I hate driving in general, but, like, 
I couldn't imagine, like, going to, like, my three best friends, like, funerals or, like, having to tell their parents, like, my brain was, like, so blocked. It did not even go that far into, like, the bad scenario. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> like, I could not plan all of that out of my head. I was just like, all right, I did what I could do. If I get in the water, that's just going to be another person they have to save, so that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that would be really rough. Yeah, you make a good point there by saying, like, if you came in the water after us, like, we'd be even in even, like, bigger trouble. And we had, that was another thing. We talked about a lot of stuff because we were out there for a long time. Another thing we talked about was, okay, like, I'm really scared and I'm really pissed that no one's out here to save us. But at the same time, I'm glad that no one's trying because this board cannot hold another person. Because, mm-hmm. like, this was a small boogie board. This was not your, like, it, it felt more like one of those kickboards you get at the YMCA, just, like, a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was associating, like, it was just so small that I was like, we're not, like, we can't get anyone else out here. So if someone tries to come out here and save us, we're not, like, it's just going to be so much harder to stay afloat. It's going to be, like, this board isn't going to be as helpful. And so we acknowledge that, okay, like, coming out here to save us, like, on their own would not be the best solution. So I'm glad that we at least acknowledge that because then we're like, okay, there must be a different course of action that they do in these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... They eventually got all set up. They we we started to feel after we started praying, we started to feel the, the current change and like started to push us towards the towards the shore a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um and it just was like people the people started to get bigger. I honestly don't remember the time from when we started praying until like the time that we could get to the shore like that kind of like I don't remember getting close all of a sudden they were just there it was fast yeah it was crazy yeah and so it was was just like I saw the fire or the EMTs on the shore with their little floaty gun Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and they ended up not having to use it and we were able to just walk out on our own for the most part more or less (laughs) I was exhausted Yeah. But, yeah, no, I gave that guy who gave you the boogie board, I gave him the biggest hug, and I almost, I felt bad, because, like, I didn't want to let go of him. I was like, please just don't let me go. Yeah. Like, you're amazing. Like, you just gave her the board. And and then, yeah, we all go back to the beach, and they wanted to take our vitals in the ambulance, but we're like, we need to hug our friend! (laughs) So we went up to Jen, and we all, like, group hugged, and... I felt bad because we got you, like, super wet. <laughs> I know. I was like, like oh, man. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is the only time to really, really enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll just power through. Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah. And I, one thing I said to Amanda, I was like, at least this is a good experience that you can have with men. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a positive experience. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm not completely anti-men, but that was a really funny joke that she made because I was kind of going quiet and like kind of going into like a little bit of like minor shock I think minor so, shock minor shock large shock major <laughs> shock a lot of the shock and um so they were just trying to talk to me a little bit and it's funny because the paramedic asked me he was like so uh Banda do you have um are you diabetic and like the first thing that went through my head was like no why do you think I'm diabetic <laughs> And, like, I was, like, too, like, out of it to actually ask that. But, like, afterwards, like, I think I told you guys later that night. I was, like, I wonder if I have diabetes because he asked me if I'm diabetic. And they're, like, no. He was just, like, trying to get information so he would know what to do. And I was, like, oh, okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. But I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But, um, and he was trying to keep you talking so mm-hmm. that you could um, 
that you would stay present <laughs> instead of retreating inside and yeah. like holding everything in. So he was trying to keep you, keep your brain moving and just saying, hey, like, talk to me, think about things. Like, what I city need are to... we in? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I actually don't know, but that's not because I'm going in a shock. I just <laughs> don't know if this is the actual city or um, if this is just the name of the beach, but uh, I'm giving you what I know. So, yeah. And then, so talking about like post trauma, post incident, all that stuff. Um, we kind of did a psych 101 with our friends. <laughs> like, so we, the thing that you're supposed to do after you experience a traumatic event is you're supposed to talk about it, um, to just kind of normalize it and like, you know, get it out of your system so that it doesn't like sit buried, like your thoughts don't, um, become more, I don't know, like more scary and like less verbalized. Um, that's something that I learned, uh, while I was watching the news about the Parkland, Florida shooting, they kept the reporters were talking about how like people were telling the kids to talk about it so they wouldn't have nightmares and they wouldn't be scared. And I was like, okay guys, like, so that's what we got to do. So we got back to the cabin and we just kind of started talking about it, like in little spurts, like little, like it wasn't like a long conversation. It was kind of like bits and pieces, like throughout the night, I think for the most part. And that helped me a lot. Did that help you guys a lot or a little bit? Like, afterwards, do you think? Um, I think it was... I think it definitely helped because, like, talking about it... I was able to get everything out. You know, like, I was thinking all these things in the moment, but I didn't want to say them in the moment because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to freak Amanda or Caitlin out. Like, I wanted to be able to be strong. I wanted to be, like, the big, like... Mm -hmm. I feel like big sister because I don't have a, a... I don't have a little sister. I have a little brother, but he's eh. annoying. <laughs> just kidding, Lucky Dan. Um, <laughs> um, but it was just, like, playing big sister and, like, to Caitlin as well. Just, like, best friend. Just wanting to make sure that my friends and my family were okay. Because these girls are, like, my family. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and so... I was thinking a lot of things and there were lots of things like going through my head at rapid fire or at least it seemed like it. Um, and so it was really nice to be able to get it out and talk to the girls and see what they were feeling. And like as deep as possible, like I don't think we held anything back because like some of the things we said, like what we're kind of talking about right now were like pretty mm-hmm. dark, especially for right after. Yeah. Um, and I was really grateful for the environment that we created with each other to be able to do that mm-hmm. because I can't think of anyone else that I could do that with. Yeah. Um, and so I was so grateful for that. Um, Jen, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I think it was good that we talked it through um, little by little, especially because I just had no idea what was going through your guys' minds. Like, you just had this experience, like... I've never called 911 before, but I'm sure you guys never had your vitals checked by firefighters on the beach. <laughs> no, definitely so, not. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just hard, too, because I just try to live, like, a very positive, optimistic life, and that was, like, a life-threatening thing. So just trying to make people happy is what I, like, go for, but at the same time, understanding that they needed time to process everything um, was super important. So just hearing yeah. your guys' perspectives was super important because I it was very not with it at the time you know um just like physically like near you guys but also just like mentally like 
all right, everyone has to be happy now, like, you're good, you know, and then being like, oh, right, like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing, like, let's take a moment and to process, and then everything will be okay, so, yeah. Yeah, and, like, so how do you, can you just elaborate a little bit more on, like, being the person on the beach instead of being out there with us, because I think some people out there have been through or, like, witnessed a trauma, and then they might feel guilty for, like, having witnessed it, and then feeling scared from it even though they didn't actually go through it themselves like can you talk a little bit about that like if that's something that's crossed your mind or not oh that's a good question um hmm. sorry I kind of I didn't prep her for that question that was just like (laughs) off the top of my head (laughs) yeah um yeah I think it's interesting because you could say it was like a secondary traumatic event kind of thing and that you could feel like, if it was a survivor's guilt thing, that would have been way more intense than how I'm currently feeling with, like, a secondary trauma, but, um, yeah, I don't know, that's tough, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, seeing something happen, but also, like, well, we're fine, like, everything's mm-hmm. okay, but then again, it's like, I didn't have the experience of being in the water, so that made it much less intense for me emotionally. Was it, like... Do you have fears of, like, going back into the ocean because of what we went through? Or is it kind of just, like, like, I'm fine, like, they made it through, everything was okay, like, that kind of thing? Um, I don't particularly have any fears of the ocean after what you guys went through. I just never liked it in general. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, yeah, if it was something with, like, sharks or jellyfish or things inside the water, I think that would definitely have heightened the intensity of the experience overall Mm -hmm. because the unknown is very scary true yeah what about you Jen do you like how are you feeling now um I feel better about it now um I am definitely not gonna let it affect going back to the beach because I love the ocean I love the water Mm -hmm. um and I've had so many great experiences around the water, in the water, on the water, that it's just like, this was a one-time thing, and um, I know what to do next time, and like, I know that I made the right decisions this time, and that like, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, But it doesn't affect how I feel. I would go back, I would swim again, I was a little shaken um, after, uh, like, probably the first week after, um, and it was a rough week. That, plus, I had a lot of other things going on, and I actually had another incident in the water where I got thrown off of the tube, off of a inner tube, into the water headfirst, and got a concussion from that, and my ear is being weird because I went in and hit my ear first in the water. So, um, and the week before the week before the ocean, uh-huh. the weekend before the ocean, we were at oh our family's lake cabin on the pont on our pontoon boat. And we went into these big giant waves. There was people in this boat that were like doing the surfing the surfing wake surfing and so they had their their boat weighted down which made bigger waves and 
we were we were like, okay, go ahead into it so we don't like go sideways. Go and sideways. Flip over. But that was a bad decision. Oh, we almost went down and nose first. The boat almost sank. Oh, it was really <laughs> so scary. it was like it's been like three major incidences in the last week and a half that have really been traumatic kind of in a sense you know and so it's just like you just kind of have to in my opinion like in my experience you just have to like let it go like don't I don't let it affect how I feel about the water because we spend so much time around the water that I don't I want to be able to have fun I don't want it to affect my life so I have talked about it with a lot of people the hardest people to tell person to tell was my mom and the morning after I told my mom she was like I am haunted by what you told me and just even talking to Amanda's mom about it or talking about it around her is just she you can tell that she gets very emotional because it's Mm -hmm. a it was a really it was a very real incident where we could have died yeah and when I retell it I try to like I don't try to keep it light necessarily, but that's just kind of what I end up doing. And so then the people I tell it doesn't feel like such a big deal. And I'm like, okay, well, wait. Like, I was, like, kind of traumatized by this, like, for a reason. But, yeah, you know. So, and it's just... I don't know. It's just an, an experience, something to learn from. Things that... It shows that life happens and that you really do have to like take everything and like set yourself up like today's gonna be your last day you know and that's kind of like how what I've taken from it is that like I want to be more active I want to do more things I want to be more I want to see my parents more or talk to my parents more whatever you know and so it's just been something that I have taken into heart Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, I feel the same way. I've definitely, like, had my, like, turnaround, like, pivotal, like, moment where I'm like, okay, like, these are the things I want to change in my life. Like, I want to, like, start getting into better shape because, like, I, out there, I felt so weak. And when we actually went to visit the lake, um, a lake this last week, I was kind of nervous to go swimming, not because of what happened, but because I was reminded how, of how weak of a swimmer I actually am. And like, I wouldn't want to go out without a floaty, but like, I'm not scared to go back in the ocean. I would go back this weekend if we were going to go. Um, and I've done a lot of like comparing between like this trauma and, and like my previous, like my first initial trauma and I'll probably talk about that in another podcast, but it's just been such an interesting experience to really take into perspective how much progress is actually possible. Like you're not just like if you go through a trauma in the beginning or like at some point and then later you go through something else. Like I have been like going through the checklist of like, okay, this is what I did differently from like the first time and like I feel really good about it. And so, yeah, and just like really like reflecting a lot like that first week after like thinking like what if you didn't get the board what if you didn't come back for us what if what if what if and just really come in terms with you know what Jen did get the board Mm -hmm. and other Jen was on the beach to call 911 and she was in a visible blue shirt that we could all see and like thank god for Caitlin's like ability to stay calm 
all the time and even if she was freaking out because afterwards she had to like run it out of her system that was yeah. really funny she's like i need to run right now so she like <laughs> ran and i was like oh my gosh i don't know her like oh no <laughs> um but yeah caitlin's ability to just stay calm is like okay that's what i want to do and like jen's like ability to uh, really assess the situation not just completely freeze but like be like okay this is the situation if I throw the board, they might not get it, and then we're back to square one. Or if I go out there, I'm not going to be able to get back, but that's not the biggest issue right now. The biggest issue is, like, my friends out there who don't have anything, they, like, they need help. And, like, I'm the person in the position to get them help. And, like, I just thank God for your bravery and, like, your ability to really assess and analyze that. And then um, Jen not liking to swim because she was <laughs> – and then being on the beach and, like, being there to call 911 and just be a representative for us and – um obviously like thank god for the first responders but yeah telling my parents really sucked I wasn't sure I was gonna tell them because I just didn't want the stress of telling them or like the I told you so's or the this is what you should have done better um and so but that night when the next day when we got home I was in such like not bad shape but I was like feeling the need for more support that I was like you know what I need to tell them and I just set boundaries before the conversation I was like look I already know what I am gonna do next time if this god forbid ever happens again this is how I handle it after I just need to tell you this for support and um understanding and all that good stuff and so I told them and I felt much better after telling them and telling my sister and just being open with my younger sister about it just saying look like I thought about like what would happen to you if like I wasn't here or like all these things and I'm so glad that I am um so yeah like it was all like I tried to handle it kind of like Jen said like as positively as possible and like keep it as optimistic as possible because it's really easy afterwards to go into that deep dark hole the dark place and I think we've done a good job of checking in on each other and making sure that we're all doing okay and like not taking for granted that any one of us might like are just going to be okay afterwards Mm -hmm. like like Jen said, taking into consideration, like, oh, we can't just be like, okay, like, right after this happens, you know, so I'm really grateful for the supportive environment that we have built, because that took time, that did not just happen overnight, and I'm really thankful for that, so. And it kind of just accentuated, like, the reality that everybody deals with trauma differently. 100%, yeah. Caitlin needed to run it out, I just kind of was like, I need to cry it out, and I, like, eventually did, but I needed to have my, like, alone time or my <laughs> processing time. And and then Amanda just kind of was, like... I just sat there. Just She just sat there. And, like, stared to the horizon. I was like, okay, you bitch of an ocean. All right, I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we actually went back that night. Um, and, like, we took our, uh, like, tradition... Like, our tradition is to take sunset pictures there. And I, like... I was fine going back that night. I don't know how you guys were, like... Yeah, I was fine. I felt the energy was good. I was... When we we took a picture where the water, like, took us by surprise and it, like, washed up over our feet. And that, like, really scared me for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, it's here! But then I was like, okay, like, check yourself because you're fine. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I'm really... I'm really proud of how we handled it. I think with what we were given, we all took turns kind of keeping each other calm while we were out there and just, like taking into account what we knew and like not necessarily outwardly acknowledging what we were scared of because we didn't want to freak each other out. So I think that was really smart on our, all of our parts, but I'm just so thankful for all of you guys. I love you guys. Mm. So cool. So. Very pretty. <laughs> yeah. 
So anything else that you would like to say before we wrap it up? I think that, like, our just, our friendship and our life has just, we've been able to, like, realize and know what the other person needs and, like, treat the, like, like, just give support in different ways for different people, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, like, our strengths all came out that day and it just was like it's really nice to see you know because some people are like I don't have any strengths you know and so it's just nice to be able to be like oh yeah like these are my strengths and like these are their strengths and you can notice the other people's strengths and just kind of just tell them and just support them and give them something positive to think about 100% yeah I totally agree Jen yeah for sure it's definitely about finding that balance of instead of giving people what you think they need, giving like asking them and then giving them that for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. And not just kind of like assuming because I think even just like talking through it with everybody, it was just a little bit crazy because everyone handles it differently and mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly prepared for it. Um, <laughs> so um, just finding how you can match with people on their level and meet them where they're at was just super important. So Having that bond and really trusting people with your life can be really important because they might come in handy someday when you're not expecting it. So Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Um, I think, and I'm just so glad that we have been practicing good communication. Um, you guys have pushed me a lot to just kind of talk about how, like, I'm feeling about things. And I think that that definitely prepared us for, like, the aftermath of this and Jen like you said just like actually what both of you said just like knowing how to care for somebody and like asking what they need um whether they know the answer or not asking that question goes a really long way so all right well thank you so much for listening um and um yeah this just is another way to show you that everyone handles trauma differently there are good things to be learned things to take away and just being grateful for this wonderful life that we have because We are so grateful for it and you only get one shot and who better to go through this life than with your best friends. So, all right. So thank you. And we will talk next time. Talk to you later.